0: This episode is brought to you by Real Breakers, a record label based out of Los Angeles, California. Stop by their website, realbreakers.com and use the code DubstepFBI to get 10% off your purchase. What is up everybody? I'm Yesi. I'm Chrissy, and you are listening to episode six of the Filthy Beat Inspectors podcast. We're coming to you live from our homemade studio out here in Denver, the Mile High City. For this episode, we've officially arrested the melodic rhythm man, Ace Ura. Hello, hello. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: We're excited to have you. I mean, honestly, where do we even start? Asora recently dropped an EP on Disciple Round Table. He has released some groundbreaking tracks on Rushdown Records and really has served as a pioneer over the last few years while developing a signature color-based melodic rhythm type sound. While going to school at the same time, yeah. you're killing it, dude! Props. Okay, well, first of all, you've been blowing up a lot lately. So, besides you know going to school and all the stuff you have to juggle, so what's a day in life like for Asora?
1: Ooh. It's constantly changing because I'm always trying to figure out ways to better like optimize my daily routines and stuff like that. So typically what, what I'm trying to do as of late is I'll try to wake up around 8, 9, whenever my body wakes me up naturally because I'll usually go to bed around like 1, 2-ish Then I'll wake up around like 8, 9 naturally. Um, then I'll probably do some reading. I, ins- I recently started a book called, what is it called again? It's like right here. Uh, digital minimalism by an author named cal newport he wrote a book called deep work Mm -hmm. that i really enjoyed that was about like um why being able to focus is like the superpower of the 21st century with things being designed to capture our attention like social media and things like that Mm -hmm. but um it kind of goes into detail about like why we may choose or not choose to use certain technologies um anyway that was like a, a big tangent but I've been reading in the mornings. Yeah. That's Um, important. That's a good habit. Yeah, I think so. Because like, especially in the world we live in where technology is just kind of how we operate most of the time it takes, I think it's really good to like step back and be like, why am I using this? Is this actually bringing benefit to my life or is it just like a time waster and things like that? So I think I've gotten, like I only started reading this book today, but I've gotten a lot out of it just in like today's reading right um, so
0: it, does that explain why you're taking a break from twitter because yes, yeah drugs. i mean <laughs> quite honest i don't have twitter she runs the Dubs FBI twitter we've had other people <laughs> take over a twitter account i don't like twitter
1: mm-hmm. i don't but,
0: know. You, <laughs> it's a place it's, it's a wild west
1: <laughs> yes goodness like twitter i feel like just like short bursts of information like I, I understand that it does have its uses like it's easy to get out things quickly you can like keep up with people in like a quick manner, but there are so many downsides to me that I think outweigh the benefits. Like I'm trying to figure out my relationship with Twitter and like how I use it right now. I'm thinking about using it just more to tweet and less to like interact with people and to like look at other people's tweets, because I think Twitter, like for multiple reasons is just weird. Number one, it's just like three second, like pieces of information, which is really bad mm-hmm. for your attention span. It's like, like really clickbaity yeah that too it's like you're training your brain to focus in like short intervals rather than like longer sustained um bursts of energy to where you can Mm -hmm. actually get things done like something like working on music requires sustained attention and you can't just like work on it for five minutes and then do something else and then come back like um so that was one of the reasons i quit the other is i think it can become very quickly like just an echo chamber of very specific ideas and i just like Mm -hmm. didn't like the fact that my feed no matter like who i chose to unfollow or like stuff like that was just the same political opinions and stuff over and over and i was just like i don't i don't like this
0: yeah i agree (laughs) i feel like to your previous point it kind of reinforces the instant generation where a lot of us are looking for like a quick satisfaction like that quick like that right when you post something it needs to get a like and like if not we're, we're not satisfied and Again, to your other point that you just mentioned, it reinforces that filter bubble that I feel like can be kind of dangerous sometimes, especially in today's age where there's different sides to every issue. And if you, if you curate your feed to the point where it only reinforces your own beliefs and your own like values, and you're not really opening the door to new opinions that challenge your way of thinking, then that could be really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It doesn't allow you to grow when you're just like only following things that you agree with i tweeted about that a while back too because that was something i'd seen a lot on twitter just like people kind of retweeting the same types of things over and over and not really being open to other people's thoughts like i understand that social media is yours and you can like follow whoever you want unfollow whoever you want but i think it can be dangerous to be only looking at a certain set of beliefs and opinions without ever going to look at like the other side because i think things can become extreme that way like real life issues aren't all black and white there's like nuance to them and that's kind of lost when you're using something like twitter to get your news or to like mm-hmm. form an opinion about something
0: yeah so what would you say is your favorite social media if you have one Ooh,
1: okay <laughs> i think instagram yeah i i might change my answer on that if i were like more quote unquote hooked on it. I think Twitter is the thing that I would like waste a lot of time on just because there's like short bursts of information. I can just get stuck there like refreshing my feed or whatever. But with Instagram, I never really got into the habit of like compulsively checking posts and stuff. And so I really like Instagram because you've got the story feature to update on like daily life, like small things. And then you've got like bigger posts where like all your followers can like see like bigger pieces of information. And I think I can be more personal on Instagram because when there's a like a picture associated with something you like feel more connected to that person than if it was just text and so I think if I had to pick one social media that I like the most it would be Instagram
0: I agree with you and yeah it's just much more personable and I feel like Instagram is just taking over and who knows Twitter Mm -hmm. might be dying soon but
1: that's just what I think (laughs) not if we keep the same president (laughs) <laughs> true. This is true. Oh goodness. Well, not yeah. even, we won't even get into that. Get into that. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole nother like two hour long
0: episode that... <laughs> yeah, we don't have time for that. Um, but jumping over to YouTube, actually, you were featured on a UKF dubstep, like a premiere, right?
1: Yeah, I was. Okay, that was very strange to me because typically like when you release something with a label or whatever, they'll like update you on what the promo plan is and all that and so i was like cool we're posting this on this day this day this like youtube channel's uploading but they didn't say anything about ukf and so i opened twitter one day weirdly enough <laughs> and i saw that ukf had like tweeted me and had a video up and i was like excuse me and so i went and checked it and that was really sur- surreal because i'd like i've been listening to ukf since actually my very first exposure to electronic music to dubstep was through ukf because i found the um the dirty phonics remix of Skrillex's scary monsters and nice sprites my friend showed it to me and so it was really weird to like see my face on there
0: yeah yeah <laughs> so amazing. did did you like pitch it to them a week or two before or how did that chain kind of happen
1: i am not sure and that's why it was so surprising so i i'd imagine either my manager or disciple sent it to them but I'm not sure which
0: mm-hmm. either way I mean that is huge UKF has been in the game since the beginnings of dubstep and being featured on that is a huge I would I would call it a career accomplishment at least at this
1: I yeah I'd agree <laughs> and
0: this is just the beginning mm-hmm. and it you is. you just I mean you just announced a bunch of drive-in shows that you're going to Are you
1: Excited yes. about
0: those like what's? I'm very
1: excited it's it's weird because like I was fully prepared in this season to, like, not play any shows and, like, focus on school as I was, like, trying to finish up. But then I started getting these offers to play drive-in shows, and I was like, okay, well, I guess this is going to be a very busy semester. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing shows with Subtronics and Riot 10, like, support on their tours and stuff coming up. And that's going to be fun.
0: You have a Denver stop, don't you?
1: Yes. I forgot what date it is, but there is a Denver stop. I think that one is with Subtronics, if I remember correctly.
0: That awesome one is, looking. I believe, it's with Boogie T. But as of yes. this recording, when this episode is launched, it will the show would have already happened. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So That's we're spending like... time right now, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But well, you'll have to. We'll have to show you around Denver, mm-hmm. depending how long yeah, you're be, here for.
1: Yeah, I have a couple friends that are actually going to be there. I've played in Denver once before. That was with Sudden Death last year in August
0: at the and, Ogden. Uh,
1: yeah at the Ogden that was yeah
0: we were there
1: really that's Mm -hmm. awesome
0: heck yeah that's the Ogden's like a staple Denver venue
1: yeah I'm still like I'm pretty new to touring so I don't know what all the like really cool venues and stuff and like the iconic sites are yet but as I travel more I'm sure I'll like get a feel for that but it was super fun to play there like and meeting sudden death too because like you you look at artists social media and you get kind of you kind of assume what their personality is like, like he has a very dark brand. So I thought he might not be as like, nice of a mm-hmm. person but you meet him and he's like the nicest dude you'll ever meet I was right like, oh. like
0: i wouldn't associate sudden death with like bubbly and like friendly yeah. necessarily i don't know because <laughs> you met him right yeah i met him at red rocks although when i met him he 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 had just gotten done playing and i was like hey danny what's up like i saw you at edc and now we're here and he just like made a funny face and <laughs> he told me that he loved me and that was about it but I'm sure he had greeted like dozens of fans before that so right (laughs) a a a good moment (laughs) that's funny you also announced that you have a show in Cancun next year if COVID plays out well is that your first international show
1: that is yeah I have not played a show outside the U.S. before um yeah I played a few around the country last summer and then shows kind of just like didn't happen for the rest of um from like the last show i've played was august and like since then i hadn't really had many like bookings and stuff like that but i'll start up again as soon as like the drive-in stuff um starts going but yeah the cancun thing that was strange to say the least (laughs) probably pretty
0: random or
1: yeah it was it was like i didn't expect to be playing big festivals soon especially because of like covid and like not really seeing myself as that like big Of an artist in the scene yet but i checked my email one day and i got an email and uh, he was like hey we're looking to book artists for electric zoo in cancun next year and we want to book you and i was like what and so i had to like i I literally like was in denial i looked up his email to make sure it was like legit that he was like actually with him and i was like okay this is this is a thing Mm -hmm. so i passed it on to my manager and they like worked out details and it was i don't know (laughs)
0: Wow. And even for it to be Electric Zoo, I feel like that's a little bit more legit than just some random, like, Mexican show at some yeah. club, you know?
1: Because <laughs> I had heard of Electric Zoo, and I was like, why, why'd why they book me?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's I mean, got their eye. But... They've got their eye on you in Mexico.
1: <laughs> really? That's so cool. Like, that's, that's so strange to me, because, like, I've talked about this with friends before. It's It's very hard, I think, for artists to get a feel of where their career is actually at. I think my um tendency is to like kinda underplay where I might be as far as like the scene and stuff like that. Like I don't know. I just kind of I still see myself as this guy that just like sits in his room and makes music for fun. Although I wanna like make it a career. I just like I guess I just haven't really made that mindset shift a lot yet. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Well and also you don't want to get like too excited yeah. and like hype yourself <laughs> up, maybe.
1: Right. Yeah, especially because, like, one of the things that I've learned over time is that the music scene can be very, like, volatile, and you never know if an opportunity that you've been presented is going to, like, happen as it's presented, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, I was going to be playing a um, a drive-in tour with Riot 10 that would have happened last week. But um, two of the shows just didn't sell enough tickets and so those got canceled and then the other two, they were going to move it to a weekend that's like farther out in the future because they'd probably get more people coming Mm -hmm. for something like that. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. But it did give me a taste of like just kind of how that works, you know?
0: Well, at the end of the day, I mean, it is a business and they have, to right, pay, exactly. they have to pay out everyone who puts the show on and they deserve it. I mean, if it's not going to make money, then it's better to pull the plug beforehand than, yeah, um, exactly. like a, like a fire festival type thing, you know, and just kind of <laughs> go with <laughs> it and then crumble. <laughs> Wait, you didn't, you mean you don't want the, the cheese sandwich that they had? Like cheese. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> like no, no working water or anything like that. Or being oh, boys, stuck a story. Yeah. Oh. Gosh. i need more details you have to watch the documentary the fire festival documentary
1: the fire festival doc- i've never heard of this before actually are you kidding me no
0: okay eric i know you have netflix <laughs> <laughs> so yes. we get we're gonna give you some homework All right. <laughs> look yeah. up fire festival it's not like fire f-i-r-e it's f-y-r-e
1: okay so that's that's weird i guess i vaguely heard of it because in my mind i like automatically assumed it was f-y-r-e so Mm -hmm. i have some knowledge of it i just don't know like details i guess
0: just watch it it. yeah get get back to it you you owe us a thousand word paper on the summary of the documentary oh
1: boy not more school (laughs)
0: Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. the dubstep has you under arrested and you are stuck with an assignment now more homework yeah <laughs> well Perfect. speaking of like fire festivals so it was <laughs> on an island whatever forget about it what do you think would be like okay let me rephrase this what are what markets right now are blowing up internationally for dubstep
1: what markets as in like locations or
0: mm-hmm. yeah countries. what countries i
1: don't know like i that's not something i've looked into a lot i mean i know dubstep is big in the us but of course there's like rampage festival in belgium i believe that happens on a yearly basis this year they did kind of a weird thing because of covid i'm not even sure the details of that Mm -hmm. but i think i have a lot of fans that are in spanish-speaking countries even though i don't know a lot about that because i'll get people messaging me in spanish and things like that and i'm like i can only read part of this right no hablo but, espanol <laughs> uh oh i speak so i don't speak it well i might speak a little like i took spanish in high school for three years but since i haven't really used it and like had a chance to practice it i've forgotten most of it so things like verb tenses and stuff like that are just completely like out of my brain
0: mm-hmm. conjugation i'm i look yeah. to Yessie for the spanish she's fluent in spanish
1: <laughs> oh really that's cool
0: yeah, I didn't realize how beneficial it is to speak Spanish until after graduating high school because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just so insecure about it growing up. And gotcha. now, like, I'm just the job market is just insane. And people don't realize how much of a foot-up you have and how much more leverage you have as an applicant if you can speak Spanish, speak two languages.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because I, I know the demographic in the U.S. is shifting, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I know the... um hispanic population is going to be like growing pretty dang fast within like the next i think it was like 25 years i think like in 2050 i forgot where i heard this um it might have been like a podcast or something like that but i heard that in 2050 we were going to have a shift from like the majority of the population being caucasian to it being more of like an even split like um like the Caucasian percentage in the United States would be like below 50%. And then the other 50% would be other cultures, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Just like hear about, like, I'm wondering what that's going to look like politically and things like that.
0: Agreed. And I work at a university and one of our goals for our 150th anniversary, which comes up in 2024 is to actually have the demographics of our student body match the demographics of the state of Colorado. Okay. And so, um, you know, right now, of course it's, it's a predominantly white institution, it's a STEM institution. And so we're seeing a shift in, um, the recruitment efforts that they're doing right now. And over the next few years, they're definitely trying to accommodate for what you just mentioned with, which is the change in demographics nationally.
1: Yeah. It's like, I don't know how that is going to like play itself out because race has just lately in America been such a hot topic and like, I want to say taboo, but it really isn't because people are talking about it now.
0: Which is but, good. Um, Conversation is Yeah, it's very good.
1: Yeah. Kind of like we talked about earlier. If you're like just stuck in one opinion and not experiencing other people's like thoughts and like hearing about other people's experiences and things, you're not going to grow and learn how to like, how to relate to other people, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. It's not like very healthy.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Well, moving back on to school, you briefly mentioned um, you're in school for computer science right now. How do you balance making music and being Ace Aura with your schoolwork, which is which is very important as well?
1: It's very difficult. Like, okay, so honestly it comes in phases so what will happen is there will be like brief periods where i'm like i'm not really doing so hot in school i need to focus on school and so for like a few week period i'll be like doing school work and not really making music that's kind of what i'm in right now um i did recently start working on music more um like within the past few days but Like usually, I'll have like a period where I'm working a lot on school, and then the next few weeks, I'll be like, "Man, I really haven't worked on music in a while. I'm gonna work on music," and then my school work will be neglected. Mm -hmm. So I'm really not doing a good job at balancing those two. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm trying to put together um, systems and things to where I can efficiently do both, and that's part of the reason why I'm like trying to cut back on social media use and things like that because I know anything that, like whittles away at my attention span is going to like lower my ability to like be effective in both school and music and so it's something i'm constantly trying to improve on and i'm by no means perfect at it right now
0: Mm -hmm. well at least you have music going pretty strong for you so you don't necessarily have to focus on getting that computer science job after college
1: yeah and that's something i'm trying to keep in mind as well because there is so much uncertainty and really still is as far as like whether or not I could do music stuff right out of college. And I think I'm at a place now to where if I play my cards right and like work really hard on music stuff for this next few months, I can just right out of school, like do music stuff and not have to worry about trying to secure a CS job. And part of why that's like stressful to me is because I've been like trying to focus more on music while I'm in school. And so if I were in the position where I needed to get a CS job, I'd feel very unprepared to do one. 'Cause like I've been doing the schoolwork and stuff like that, but a big part of being I guess employable is like people seeing on your resume that you've worked on independent projects and things like that. And I haven't done much of that. I've done a little bit, but not like anything that I'd consider noteworthy. And so I, I really did kind of I don't know if I would recommend this to anyone else like listening. I did kind <laughs> of put all of my eggs in one basket as far as music. And it's weird because like Ever since I started producing, I was pretty confident that one day I'd be able to do this full time just because I couldn't see myself doing anything else. But like, if I were to go back, I think I would have been much more um, intentional about trying to do both well, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I think what you're doing is right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you seem to have a lot of knowledge and you're wanting to better yourself reading books and Mm -hmm. trying to find that balance and especially in your social life, so... I think you're right on track. I think you're doing way way more than what 90% of people in your position would be doing.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: So who are some of your best producer friends, would you say? Best
1: producer friends. That's an interesting question. So (laughs) I've released on Rushdown in the past. I haven't done so much um, lately just because I've been trying to like set my sights on like other labels and try to like get my feet wet with like a bunch of different um labels and stuff but i very consistently talk to all the rushdown guys because we have a a facebook messenger chat that we we stay very active in and so people like skybreak um sharks chime still i still message him a lot um trinergy will message back and forth every once in a while he's not a rushdown guy but still um a lot of other like more melodic kind of like the melodic heavy combination like i do those kind of people um, I'll stay in most like close contact with as far as producers go. I also have two close friends that I met through local stuff. um, millennial trash. He's really on yeah. rushed down. Um, he's my friend James. I met him actually at a show in when I was in, I think ninth grade, um, either eighth grade or ninth grade. My wow. church actually put on this like show type event that was really cool. well, it was it was weird because my church put on this event that was like marketed. Or, like, they explained it to us as, like, a paint party. So, they'd have these, like, paint cannons and music.
0: Ooh, that, was sounds like, that sounds fun. Cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, they said there was going to be a DJ that was, like, going to play EDM. And I was very iffy on going there because I was, like, the sound of, like, just hearing the phrase Christian EDM is just, mm-hmm. like, Ugh. And so, I, I didn't <laughs> know want to go. i never heard that either. Exactly. And so. <laughs> no, um, I
0: got to Google that. Yeah.
1: This <laughs> is, okay. So, side note. I do think it is kind of weird. Like, that's why I don't label myself as like a Christian EDM artist. I am a Christian. Like that is a very big part of who I am and how I make music, but I don't want to like market myself as Christian EDM because number one, when you like put Christian next to the name of something, people like assume that it is like lower quality. And I think like rightfully, so I think a lot of Christian music can, um, just sound like copies of other secular music that's behind beside the point but also i don't want to like pigeonhole myself into one particular market if i were to put like christian next to my name or whatever then i'd kind of be like forcing myself into the christian market rather than just like everything um that was a huge tangent but anyway um i met james at that paint party thing because i was like i i'm just gonna go and see like if I can meet the DJ or whatever. Cause I was still like an early producer at the time I'd been producing for like one, two years. I was like a kid. And then uh, he played stuff like virtual riot and all that. And I was like, okay, this guy's legit. And so wow. I got to him and meet him. Um, it was weird because I guess at the time I was like 15 and he was like 20 something. I don't know. Um, but there was a big age gap, but he was still really cool. Like he met me, we messaged back and forth on Facebook messenger a bit. And that was that. And then I forgot how we met another time, but we've been keeping in much closer contact for the past like few years. Cause we'd go to shows together in the Dallas area and stuff and going to Dallas shows. I met another artist named Mickey. Um, he, I collabed with him on one of the tracks on my latest EP called Aurora. Oh, that's um, how you say awesome it. Dude. I thought it was yeah. Mikey. It's I think it's Mickey. Yes, it's definitely Mickey. Cool. Um, that's my favorite but,
0: track off the album.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I really enjoyed working on that track. Like, um, I think I put together the intro and then I, um, sent it over to him and I was like, Hey, you have a drop idea for this? And then he did. (laughs) And so I adapted off of that drop idea. Then we like sent it back and forth a few times. I think that was, that collab was like the most times I'd sent project like back and forth. Um, but that was like super fun to work on. And he's a really cool dude too. Mm -hmm. Great friend.
0: I will say that you must go to the coolest church in America if your church is booking millennial trash for a paint show.
1: Yeah, I, I don't go to that church anymore, actually. That's where I was going in um, middle school or um, third grade through middle school. And then in high school, we went to a different one. But yeah, it was really fun. That's I liked lit. that a lot.
0: I know. I wish, I wish my church played EDM in general. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised like I've never had another church event that I've gone to that was like anywhere similar to that. And I think that'd probably be like the coolest one I've ever been to.
0: Heck, yeah, one for the books. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna switch it up a little bit here. We're gonna jump into the lightning round.
1: Oh, boy.
0: So it's exactly what it sounds like. just spit the answer out and okay. we'll we'll keep sending more answers your way. So the first okay. one is who's your dream collaboration?
1: Must I? Wait lightning round isn't just like quick answer or like expand mm-hmm. on it.
0: We like it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right
0: <laughs> All right, next one. What festival would you love to play at? lost Lands. cats or dogs mm, dogs <laughs> Yes, good answer <laughs> What foreign markets are growing for dubstep?
1: Uh, I don't know <laughs> dallas LA, oh. New York. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the I'm domestic just spitting out words. <laughs> we'll take
0: it. We'll take it. We'll take that. Um, what's your favorite BPM?
1: Uh 150.
0: What do you need in your green room?
1: Uh water and protein bars.
0: Ooh, what type of oh, protein bars? Oh, and Red
1: Bull. Which, what type? which brand? Yeah, Ooh, which brand? Clif.
0: Mm-hmm. We love Cliff Clif. bars. The mint ones yes. are pretty Very good. nice.
1: <laughs> they are. Those are the ones I was thinking of, actually.
0: Okay. Good taste. This is probably going to be a pretty hard question for you.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
0: Would you rather fight 500 pug-sized bears or five bear-sized pugs?
1: Ooh. 500. That's a big number. Okay. Hmm. I'm trying to think through this. Okay. So, with the pug-sized bears... <laughs> There's 500 of them and I'd very likely tire out before I could like beat all of them. <laughs> but like five pug-sized or five bear-sized pugs. Bear size is huge. So they tear <laughs> me apart immediately. I'm gonna go with the pug-sized bears. Wow. Because they're <laughs> tinier. Well, five hundred though.
0: There's so many of them. But they're <laughs> bears. You have to understand they're they're bears, but they're small. And they yes. got a bunch of
1: claws. Oh goodness so. gracious. <laughs> But like bears, okay. Five bear-sized pugs would rip me at what? Ooh, here's the question. Are the pugs aggressive?
0: Have you ever met an aggressive pug? (laughs) I don't
1: think I have.
0: (laughs) There's your answer. (laughs) I did not consider,
1: all right. But I have to fight them, even if they don't fight me? That's
0: that's, that's part of the question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dang, this has got layers. Um, I'm gonna have to go. I feel less bad fighting. The pug-sized bears, even though there are 500 of them, so I'm gonna go with that one.
0: There you go. You can just punt them. I used to have a pug myself. Sadly, she passed away last year. But all she did was sneeze, snore, eat, and shit. She was a shit and (laughs) snoring and shitting and pissing machine.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was like the pugs wouldn't fight me, so I'd feel really bad just like smacking down bear-sized pugs. But like the bears would be aggressive, smacking them down. Yeah. Like, if I have to fight them, then I have to fight them. That was the Mm -hmm. question.
0: That is the question. Sorry. Sorry to tell you.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. I also (laughs) fight the the bears. The tiny bears.
0: You're going to be dreaming about this.
1: I am. It's going to happen.
0: If you're ever playing a video game, you're just going to picture yourself fighting some (laughs) (laughs) bunch of pugs (laughs) or a bunch of little tiny
1: Tiny bears.
0: Yeah, bears. (laughs) Oh, that's too much. All right, on to the next one. So these are just a couple questions from our Dubstep FBI street team. They wanted okay. to ask you this. So what came first, the chicken or the egg?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say the chicken. All right. I don't have very good reasoning behind it. But I'm going to go with chicken because chickens have to lay eggs. Mm-hmm. But then again, that chicken might have come from an egg. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. Let's say the biblical account of Genesis is true and not metaphorical, and God created all the animals. I would imagine he put the animal there without just like placing an egg on the earth. So I'm going to say a chicken. Final answer.
0: We'll take yeah. it. We'll take that. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Does it really only take three licks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop?
1: I have not tried it. But I would imagine that that is not the case. (laughs) 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 I mean, I could count it if I had the time, but I don't. But now I'm very curious. What have you done? How many does it take? That's probably something you could Google.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) Someone has to have done it. Mm -hmm. How many
1: licks does it take to eat the tutorial center? (laughs) pop?
0: I'm going to guess like 391. I'm gonna guess like 200 210
1: Okay, um, I'm not getting an actual answer here.
0: <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, scientists finally answer how many looks it takes. Okay, let me see. Just Give me the number.
0: Three ninety one, two ten.
1: Uh, they believe the answer is around one thousand.
0: Oh wow, we were way scientists
1: off. tested it. I actually thought it'd be more than a thousand.
0: Depends on yeah, if you're stocking on it or not, I guess. And how big your tongue is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slobbery, there are a lot you of are
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, those are all the questions that we have. Um, well, do you have any final words you'd like to say to everyone who's listening right now?
1: I appreciate you listening to this. And stay awesome. Don't forget to drink water. And don't eat too many simple carbohydrates because they'll make you fat. We've been known. <laughs> it's happened
0: that's why we hit the gym <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i went to the gym actually today um today was chest and triceps day i finally like okay so when covid happened i stopped going to the gym because gyms closed and then it took me a while to like start the habit back up again but now i've got a system that actually like works so monday is um triceps and chest tuesday is a run thursday is a run wednesday is like biceps back forearms and then friday is like day and then saturday sunday are just off days and that's yes. been working for the past two weeks
0: never miss a monday we both went to the gym today too
1: nice yeah <laughs> if you miss monday the rest of the week just kind of falls yeah. apart
0: <laughs> yeah i went right before this podcast actually very <laughs> I, nice. had, I had never gotten ready so quickly in my life yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us eric
1: absolutely thanks for having me
0: and stay safe out there to everybody listening and have, have a great rest of your week. Have um, a successful um, endeavor with whatever you may be pursuing. And don't forget to wear
1: your masks.